Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Radios, a date with destiny for Monday, October the 22nd, 2018. I'm your host and author of the book, Destiny Awaits, The Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you from Owings Mills, Maryland. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a great destiny. We are super excited excited this evening about being with you and to be able to share love and wisdom with the desire to uplift, inspire, motivate, and empower you to live a more peace-filled, joyful, and loving life. So to receive and download this podcast, simply go to the iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in A Date with Destiny. You can also receive it via my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, or simply by Googling us, Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny. Also, follow us on Twitter at least 101. That's L-Y-S-E 101. If you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, or via my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. So once again, we are super excited to be able to share with our listeners information from people of all walks of life that we believe will inspire, motivate, and empower you. We are happy to be in our fifth year of broadcasting and can't wait to share some great things from some really extraordinary people that we have coming up for the rest of this season. So tonight, like I said, we have another amazing show. Tonight's topic is, It Takes a Village, Find Your Tribe. It Takes a Village, Find Your Tribe. And I dedicate this program to my two angels who are always watching over me, my grandmothers, the late Reverend Isabel Dorsey and Mrs. Clarice Davis. The dictionary states that a village is a clustered human settlement or community. A tribe is described as a group of people, often of related families live in the same area and share the same language, culture, and history. In the words of Jennifer Pasloff, find your tribe, she says, you know, the ones that make you feel the most you, the ones that lift you up and help you remember who you really are, the ones that remind you that a blip in the road is just that, a blip. They are the ones that when you walk out of a room, they make you feel like a better person than when you just first walked in. They are the ones that even if you don't see them face-to-face as often as you like, you see them heart-to-heart. Well, 
I would like to introduce some of my tribe, those very people that I just described. These are the folks that have played a huge part in my life, most of them for over 35 years. And what I've discovered throughout this journey called life, family, is not always about blood. We collect family along the way in the form of friends who become a part of your tribe. Some of my tribe were able to join me tonight to discuss the importance of a village and how vital it is to stay connected. So it's sort of like a today versus yesterday. And is the term it takes a village still in play? So joining me tonight, I am pleased to have my mother in love, Helen Saunders, a.k.a. Mama, Gary Saunders, my best friend, who also happens to be my life partner for just about 30 years now. And let me see, who else is joining me? Oh, I have the best daughter any mother could have, actually two best daughters that any mother could have. One, my beautiful, beautiful daughter, Megan Saunders, and my beautiful, talented, and spirit-filled goddaughter, Christina May, who both are a true and beautiful blessings from God. I also have Karen Dorsey joining us this evening, who is my sister girl, and have and I have known her. Oh my, I think I've known her for like 36 years. It's been quite a while, and I'm so excited to have everybody joining tonight. Just taking the time out of their busy schedules to connect with me and to connect with all of you. So, welcoming to the show. Um, my family. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Everybody. Hello. Is anybody there? <laughs> yeah, we're here. All right. So what I want to do. So what I want to do first is just give everybody a round of applause because I truly, truly love and adore each and every person um, that's on the line tonight. So um, earlier I gave the definition of a village and a tribe, and my tribe uh, has joined me today. They range in all different ages, um, and I did that on purpose because I wanted different opinions and viewpoints from the various age spectrum. So starting off, I would like to bring in the elder of my tribe, my boo fang, my mother-in-love, Miss Helen, a.k.a. Mama Saunders, and have her define in her own words, her own village experience and how it has changed, um, if at all, since she was a child. So hello, Mama. How you doing? Hello, Lisa. I'm doing well. Yay. (laughs) I'm good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this evening. So, I would, you know, the question that I'm putting to you first, and then everybody else can listen in and, you know, think about their responses as, as you know, we, we talk about this village experience. And um, is, is, it, is the term take a village still in play today? Mom? Kind of. Not kind of? Not as it used to be. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it takes a village is still in place. Let me take that back. It takes a okay. village, but the village isn't always available because mm. they're so scattered. You see, mm-hmm. in my day, the village was the people around you. Mm. So, but so many of us don't know our next-door neighbor's name. That's true. So therefore, the village is not as it used to be. Mm-hmm. We could walk down the street. Um, they knew what time you left. They knew if someone was at your door, they shouldn't be, and they could shoo them away. But now if you say anything, you might get blown away. That's so true. Things have changed, yes. Things have changed a lot. The village is just not the same. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, I agree with you um, because I know that when I was growing up, um, seems like it was just yesterday because, you know, I'm just, I'm not that old. But when I was growing up, I came from a village, literally a true, it was a town, like a little small town in Carroll County, Maryland. 
And in that town, everybody knew everybody else, literally. That's how small it was. And you didn't even have to lock. There was a time when you didn't even have to lock your doors. You could go out the house and leave your door, you know, leave your door unlocked. I don't know if you could do that in the city, but you could do it in the country. And people cared about one another. They did. You know, they cared about each other's children. Um, if you did something, if you did something bad, you know, and and Sister Suki down the street saw you do it, well, you would probably get a tongue lashing from her, and then she'd get the phone and call your grandmother or your mother, and then you get it again. You don't have that anymore. No, you don't. Things have changed greatly. Yeah. Um, when yeah. I was a child, if I walked down the street, just like you said, and did anything. Believe me, my mother knew about it before I got home, and I'm just walking up the street. Yeah. And, of course, you did not talk back. If that person told you to stop or whatever, you stopped. Yeah. Uh, doing whatever it was that she thought was wrong, if you thought was right, but you didn't say anything except yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. Yeah. Take yourself home and get another admonishment, believe me. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that yes, ma'am, and that yes. Yeah. 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 And that yes, ma'am, and that yes, sir, or no, ma'am, and no, sir, that was important too. That was called respect, which, it, in my opinion, I don't see much of that anymore. And maybe that's because of the whole village thing is just not the same. Absolutely. Yeah. They don't want them to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Anyway, you just say yes, no. You never put yeah. a ma'am or sir on it, you know. That they changed that when my children were in school. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, things have changed. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Um, so I want to bring in. Um, let's let's pick somebody. Let's pick a Gary. Um, what do you yeah. think? How describe your village, and um, what do you think that has changed, if anything? Well, one, um, I want to piggyback on something. Do you think that it was systematically done, where, um, mm. as Miss Saunders, Helen Saunders said that um, when we went to school, ma'am was taken out. We just said yes. You know, mm-hmm. was it something subconsciously done? in a way that they wanted to, in a sense, um, have dependency on more of government or it's really setting it up for, as we all know, um, systematically see how many children we can still get in the jail. Instead of those same children saying, you know, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, you know, and being polite no matter who it may be. Because, uh, yeah, I, I definitely was told at the same time <laughs> through the neighborhood before I got home. Uh, yeah, my father or my mother knew. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm sure enough for them to find out, but they did. I'm like, how, mm-hmm. the, heck that, how the heck they know that fast? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we had a fear. You know, it, it, was a, it was a respectful type of a fear, though, but we had a fear of our parents. We had a fear of getting in trouble. You know, not, you know, anybody else could know, but not mom, not dad. Don't they, we don't want them to know, you know, because if if they did, it, it wasn't pretty, was it? Oh, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And then you thought twice before going back out and doing the same thing again. Yeah. You and know. It brought, and it's weird because it brought a, at that time, you know, you thought, that, you know, old people crazy. But mm-hmm. as you got mm. older and you saw things, and I mean, not older as in um, over 30, over 40, it was really in the 20s when you saw that they was actually building you in order to mm-hmm. ready to deal with the other yes. stuff that you're dealing with um, yes. outside of that village. Because Absolutely. that really definitely uh, had your back when it all yes. said done, you know, Um yeah, we made a lot of mistakes, and uh, it was either um, even down to um, teenagers having kids. Yeah. Not saying that was a mistake, but that village stepped in, grandma or, yep. or aunt, 
come on, let me take care of your baby. You go ahead and finish school. Let's get this in. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, you know, a lot of that has, you know, kind of everybody seemed like they gone for themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do we blame? And, do we blame? Do I blame myself for not teaching my children about it? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you said something profound because even uh, your grandmothers would step in, which is a lot of times the case, or an auntie. And sometimes the auntie may not have even been a blood relative, but we called everybody aunties back then. I think we still do today, Um, but it just didn't matter. You know, people saw somebody in need and they stepped in and filled a void. I know I had people like that in my life along the way, and God knows, I think, and it's a blessing. Um, I thank each and every one of them. You know what I mean? Because if it wasn't for them in my life, oh, my gosh, you know. So let's let's, let's, uh, uh, um, talk to a few of the younger um, ones that are on the phone, starting with Miss Christina May. Hey, sweetie, hi. 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 Hi, how are you, baby? I'm great. I love y'all so much. What's up? Love you too. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> so, Christina, um, how important was your village to you? And if you'd like, you know, describe your village. Um, I think I think the term village is a very evolving thing for me. Mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. like, um, I think I was fortunate enough uh, growing up. You know, I think when you're when you're like when the grandmother steps in um, mm. and comes, like I had my grandmother Osceola, and then Grandma H is on the phone. Oh my gosh! Mm. You know, just have like like a connection with elders and yeah. this idea. And I'm sure Megan, you can speak on it. Just the idea of somebody who's farther along the journey, just being around it. You know, I think yeah. um, when when we came into each other's lives, it was a beautiful thing because. You know, I was needing, I was, you came in and filled the void, you know, even though I wasn't your biological child, you came in and just gave me a sense of home and family at a time when I needed it. Not that I didn't have it, but sometimes people need more than your immediate family. But I think the yeah. cool thing about a village is, like, it's, it's, it's the people that help you navigate where you are in your life journey. So then when you become on your own, you can become a part of somebody else's village with that same type of love, with the same type of energy and same type of, um, but I want the foundation of who I am, the very roots of who I am is all, you know, connected to the love that I have from you guys and the love that we share. And, you know, it's just a beautiful thing because then now I can grow and evolve. And now, you know, when friends of mine start having children, you realize the sacredness of like what it means yeah. for them to be in your life. It's like, oh my goodness, yeah. like wow. Like I'm they're gonna look at me like how I used to look at you, you know, how I used to look at, hmm. you know. And yeah. and especially growing up in the black everybody's your cousin and your aunt. And yeah. you know, we went in Macedonia Baptist Church. Listen, everybody had the yep. right and the ability to pull you up. Everybody's yep. your cousin, everybody's your aunt. It's just it was yep. just a good time. I don't know, nowadays, yeah. you know, I just felt like I could always sleep at somebody's house. I mean, Megan, I'm going to pass it on to you, sis. You can speak on it. <laughs> but, you know, creatively speaking, you know, I have a village. And I think as you get older, especially when you're like, you know, me being in my mid-30s, I'm trying to, like, create my own village of sustainability so you can have that type of love, that acceptance. So, you know, we, we learn from what we teach, good and bad and indifferent. Yeah. It makes us who you are. And I'm I'm really grateful, and I'm I feel like I'm very fortunate to – you know, be a part of you all's world, and thank you for loving me back. Oh, we're just so blessed to have you in our world. I, I can't even imagine my world with you not in it, you know. So thank you so much um, just for being you. Um, Megan, did you want to piggyback off of that? What about your village? Well, hey, everyone. Um, yes, uh, well, technically my whole village is on this phone as we speak, but I guess from being the younger person on this phone, I can say it definitely has changed, and I'm grateful to come from such a strong foundation to realize the differences between me and, I guess, a lot of my friends, because I rare, like, I don't have many friends that grew up in a two-parent household. And Mm. today, with technology and social media being such in a play, it separates people and now 
everyone has an opinion on how to raise their mm. child. Mm-hmm. And with that and then everything being more open and being more, I guess the term now would be woke, like people seeing outside of the church or people speaking up for uh, women rights and people speaking up for like the LGBT community. It's so much more socially different than it was more, I guess, during your time and grandma's time. Right. Mm-hmm. And everyone like that said, everyone now seems like they're out for themselves, which was kind of funny because yeah. he was saying how teenagers are now having kids, but if we're talking about villages and if we want to get back into the biblical times, they were having kids at 13. And like That's the true. said, village, the word village is always evolving. And I think today it is definitely in a technological and social media phase which mm-hmm. isn't always a bad thing because there are some people when you see that they've been quote unquote depressed or suicidal, but they found this internet star or they found this celebrity that spoke out and because they spoke out and the video goes viral. So instantly it helps them, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. the music and everything. So it's definitely a catch 22, but for sure it's evolving. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Miss Megan. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you um, because, you know, this we're always evolving. You know, as, as long as you live and breathe, you're going to evolve and things are always going to change. Um, and I'm always, you know me, I'm, I'm this positive Holly. I'm always looking for the, the, the positive things and the positive way that we can um, continue to just share and help each other to grow. So, Miss Karen, I, I bring this one to you. Um, like I said, family is family not always is not. blood. But this woman right here on the phone, you know how they say road dog? This is my road dog right here. We have uh, my partner in crime. This girl right here, we know we know each other's secrets. We know where they're buried. <laughs> and hopefully they will stay buried. <laughs> That's but cool, this girl right, right here, you know, um, I want to know about the secrets. No, no, no secrets. We're not sharing no secrets <laughs> on this show. No, no. Good try, though. No, not that. It ain't that kind of village. That's another show. <laughs> yeah, you heard your mama. She said that's another show. But uh, Miss Karen, I know we've talked a lot about um, – you know, this very topic and how it's not always about the blood, you know what I mean? And, and we are a perfect example for that, of, of that, because even though throughout the years, you know, we may not have seen each other every day, every month, or even every year, but we were always Mm -hmm. connected, always connected. And Mm -hmm. when we got on the phone, it was as if we just got finished seeing each other yesterday. So one of the things I want you to share uh, with us is um, first I want you to talk about your view of the village and something that we shared with one another a couple weeks ago, actually, because Gary brought up a good thing about um, it being a systematically, uh, you know, um, incorporated into the black family um, as far as discipline and things like that. But first, you know, let's hear about your viewpoint and your village. Well, um, my experience is pretty much like Miss Helen's. When I was a young girl, and Gary's, when I was a young girl, um, everybody could tell you, go back in the house, you're not supposed to have company. Um, They would call your mom. People in the neighborhood knew you. Even your teacher. Back then, the teachers would, Mm. you know, hit you on your knuckles, or mm-hmm. take a paddle and discipline you, and um, it made you feel cared about, like you couldn't get away with anything, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and even like um, I think Megan or um, Christina was saying, or I'm Gary, I'm sorry, was saying that everybody, you know, was ma'am. Yeah. Um, or Mr. You know, you would say yes, sir, or no, sir. I remember being young and maybe saying a curse word and a stranger, you know, not knowing a stranger was around it. Oh, my goodness, I would feel 
so bad, you mm-hmm, know, because mm-hmm. the respect was very important. That was, yeah. you know, one of the things that, you know, we were taught. And yeah. I can recall, well, most of my little cousins called me Cousin Karen until they were 21 mm-hmm. years old. And mm-hmm, some of them mm-hmm. that are older, because I am their elder and old enough to be their mom, they still call me Aunt Karen or, mm-hmm. you know, Cousin Karen. And I appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah my my experience with the village was, Everybody connected, everybody um, watching out for you. And, you know, like what was said earlier, they knew when you were supposed to be home. You know, I might have asked if you did your homework. Are you supposed to be out this time, you know, before your mom gets home? They knew you weren't supposed to have company and all those things. So that was, that was great. So to piggyback off of what Gary was saying, um, he posed a question about it being systematic. Um, So I know one of our conversations previously was definitely about um, what they call, quote, unquote, corporal punishment, Mm -hmm. um, stopping the the spanking, not Mm -hmm. that... I necessarily agree with it, but there weren't many tools for parents to go by, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to seek help from the village um, or to ask somebody. Um, you know, back in the day, like um, somebody was saying that the grandparents would help, the aunties would help. Mm-hmm. and everything like that. I think people have gotten away from that and, you know, they've made a decision to not ask and not get that help. Mm-hmm. And there are many resources out there, whether it's parenting classes or, um, you know, different kinds of help. The suicide hotline, which is not only for suicide and things like that, but there are people that, you know, can help, um, whether it be a yeah. pastor or somebody like that, um, to get information or support with yeah. um, disciplining or things like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah so mm-hmm, go ahead. I, I was going to say I think when the government, you know, stepped in and the parents begin to feel disempowered. And, you mm-hmm. know, one one child was allowed to uh, divorce their parents. All these mm-hmm. kinds of things were going on back in the early 80s where mm-hmm. you could, you know, watch the television and you heard some little girl saying to their parents, you're stupid, or I'm mm-hmm. not going to listen to you. You don't know. Mm-hmm. These are things that kind of you know, got embedded subconsciously, you know, in our children. And if the children are believing that the parents have no power and can't, you know, discipline them, not necessarily by spanking or hitting, but I do think they got to the point where they just lost all respect. Yeah. um, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just saying I, I was getting frustrated. I'll knock their teeth out their mouth. That's all. Oh Lord. Oh. Okay. Well, you know we oh. were threatened with that. And I'm gonna tell you to be honest. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. You well, know that's the all kinds. That's how. We, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's how we were raised. Yeah. So parents pretty much people pretty much do what they were taught. So yeah. when there was a law that you couldn't do that anymore, it kind of left parents, like, feeling kind of hopeless. And like I said, yeah. disempowered. Like, what do you do now? Yeah. You yeah. know, but so you know, back talks. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mom. give one answer to that? What yeah, can go you ahead. Do now? Uh-huh. You can love the hell out of them. Okay. You know, you can love your children so much. 
so that they really would not want to do those things. But mm. it really takes, I mean, it takes a lot of prayer, don't get me wrong, because you do feel like knocking it down. Yeah, sometimes. But yeah. if you love them and love them and love them and love them, you know, then they, re- in return, they return that love to you. Amen, and I agree with this, that. This helps them to grow into that better person. Um, Absolutely. You know, because when I was a child, yes, I can't tell you how many times I got whacked in my hands for talking in school with that 18-inch ruler. But mm-hmm. I talked because I finished the assignment and everybody else was still working, except maybe me and the person with whom I was talking, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, we weren't supposed to talk, so you got your hand popped and you sat there and kept quiet after that. Mhm, mhm. But you know what? It both what you're saying, what you guys have just said, is very um so profound because again, it goes back to that village experience. Like if you right. only had that one person, because I think it takes a balance. You know, just like if you have a mother, a man, a mother and a father in the house. You know, it's a balance because you get nurturing from one, and you get the something else from the other. And mm-hmm. then when you get the two, kids learn how to. You know what I mean? Because they. It's, it's And it's all done in love. Now, some households, you may not have had that, okay? But if you didn't get it in that house, then when you walked outside the door, and if you go into grandma's house or auntie's house or whatever, you still got something. Mm-hmm. You know, you still got something from someone along the along the way. Oh. Am I right, Miss Christina me, May? I to learn how to do this. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know when I was oh, right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I didn't know when I was a young mother. I thought, yes, no. they have to be spanked, they have to be punished. Yeah. They have to be admonished some way or another, you know. Yeah. But it took years of experience and, and watching this world evolve that yeah. uh, has me to this point now. Um, when I see little children in church and they all huddled up and they've done something wrong, you know, when <laughs> <laughs> I want to go hug them. I know they yeah. may give me an eye, but I'll hug them anyway, you know. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, even though you have to discipline them, you have to discipline them with love. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Megan and Christina, um, what do you think? I know that, you know, again, you two are the youngest ones on the call. So listening to everything that was just said, um and Megan, you kind of gave a little bit of in your answer earlier, but what do you see happening or what do you see that could happen to start to change things and bring things back to the way, you know, we used to see it or we know it? Oh, that's interesting because I feel like, I feel like we only, I feel like it's a challenge because you want to hold on to the foundations, but you want to go forward. And I think mm-hmm. uh, going forward, in, in um, empowering and emboldening people who come into your life in your in their world to be who the best of who they are. You know, mm-hmm. I had this conversation the other day where I had to think about what are some of the you know what are some of the core beliefs that that make me be a leader. What was I taught growing up? Like, you know, make sure you're excellent. Make sure you know. Make sure you love who you are. That type mm-hmm. of identity, I think, and that that sense of strength is being stripped away. With this idea of having, and Megan, you can you can come in here if I'm if I'm like I love social media, but it's it, it's and I think it's I, I think people can confuse it with the engine and not gas. Mm. When social media is now the engine, and it makes you believe like oh if you're not on this in, interweb, then you don't exist. But like going back and like remembering all the stories that used to tell me about Grandma H and really genuinely listen. Every time I come visit you guys, you know, uh, pop scare you already always spit in that game. You know what I mean? Just being hungry. So if I'm able, you know, when I look at the younger people that are coming up that are like looking at me, I'm like, how can I be either what I wanted or what I didn't have or what I had to the next generation? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm -hmm. Because we're all human. Go ahead, babe. Oh, sorry, not to cut you off. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said, but I also think that it will never be the same. But going forward, like you said, we have to adapt 
because technology is taken over. Like kids come out the womb knowing how to use an iPad, an iPhone, to the point where they're teaching their parents some things. And if a kid has to teach a parent (laughs) something, then already there's a disconnect. Like the parents should always be ahead. So now it's a new way of loving. I definitely agree with um, what grandma was saying, that you do have to love hard and love with discipline. And I think if you always have that foundation, but also keep up with the game, you have to let go of the past. Like, unfortunately, we don't know our neighbors anymore. It sucks. What, what do kids now look up to? And I'll mark them on that and still be there with them because things aren't going to be the same. They, right. they weren't mm-hmm. the same for my mom. They weren't the same for Grandma H. You know, it's always constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how can you support that? And, like, honor what's before, honor what's happening now. And, you know, it's okay. Like, I don't expect Grandma H to be, like, knowing how to, um, you know what I mean? To be like, oh, yeah. let, me, let, me, um, let me put up this Instagram page. But, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's just, I agree with you, Megan, with the fact that, like, Getting to know who you are and being confident—that's the best thing that we can do. How do we take that? Mm-hmm. That's the best. That's the best way to show the people that invested in you that you that you heard them is by the way you live your life. It's you know in the way that you you grow in who you are and you're confident in that. That's how it. Like that. That means the most. Even if it's just I'm proud of you. Even if it's just a smile. That that encouragement. That like you said, Grandma H. That hard loving. And the and in, in the reinforcement through positivity, and then when we make a mistake, to to like, I think there was this thing now where you can't not shelter kids anymore. Like the information is always going to be accessible, so yeah. it's like yeah. you have to kind of like love them with their mistakes. And that's when I loved the most. When I fell down, when I made a bad decision, you know, I was I was loved and I was told and I wasn't judged for it, and it made me see that. And now I can go over and give that grace and that kindness. To those that need me now, you know what I mean. Yeah. Or just yeah. like me. You was like, you know, when you were there for me, it was like, hey, be there for Megan. And me and Megan have a really dope connection, just because you know it's just beautiful. It's like a chain of yeah. commands all connects. Well, yeah. Do you think? Well, do you think what all y'all said? And I agree with everything you said, but I'm hesitant to say about the past. Let it go. Because mm-hmm. isn't that how we ended up in this situation now? Without you. Yeah, you're right. When I, when I say not let because it go, but like, yeah, you're right. I guess I, I hear you. Is it is it something that I guess if I need to catch up, I have to learn now how to better give that information from the past to them so they can understand. You know, um, that village worked. That's right. why we are talking and having this discussion now because what we came from, it didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't broke. It's just the fact that I don't think it was exercised. It, it, put it this way, it should be in the social media. It should be on Instagram. You know, it should be one of those apps, Village, that from the yesterday that continue to go on. Well, I wasn't mm-hmm. saying let it go as if forgetting everything because that would be completely, of course, ignorant. But like Grandma was saying, as long as you still have that foundation of love, things are new. Just like in school, like they, they're teaching kids math a new way. There's always a new way of mm-hmm. learning. Oh, and that's true. As long as, again, if you have that foundation and you're saying, like, it's not broke, that's how we're here on the phone, but do you realize this is rare? I don't mm. know any of my friends that can do this or have this conversation with this amount of people on the phone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that means that we have to bring them in. I mean, like I said earlier, do you, is it my fault because my 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 children don't know these things? Not speaking literally, my own children, but is it our fault? As it's a not generation, not to pass down this information for this information to continue on. You know, this is how we stay out of prison. This is what we need to do in order to help continue to educate. You know, if if I'm struggling reading, if I'm struggling doing math, um, as especially now I'm noticing as a coach, you know, I make sure that I try to find a, someone who knows 
this particular math or this particular help for this child for reading, and it's their peers. You know, y'all need to get together. You know, um, that's just me. But is that something that you, that cycle needs to continue to always evolve? Like it could be something new since it's a, I mean, we all live in new technology, something out there to continue this. Mm-hmm. Chris, what were you going to say? I don't think there's anything that you're not doing right. I, I don't think, I think it's the idea. I do think it's systematic. I think the, um, you know, it's, 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 it's it, and I, you know, I was, I saw something that said everything roots back to slavery, but it's just a system, the system, it does, it does root back to slavery because it's the breaking yeah. of the culture. It's the yeah. breaking up and then you, and then you evolve and make it work. Then they bring these rules again to separate you and the family and mm-hmm. then, Push mm-hmm. forward. I think I think mm-hmm. Black American culture, and we are an example of the Black American family. And I'm sure in another radio show somewhere else, there's also these tribes and pods of people who, against all odds, have survived, have thrived, and are now pushing for the next generation. So this idea mm-hmm. that we're our ancestors' dreams, like the things you know, you Gary, you Pops Gary, are a dream of Grandma H. You know, you your partnership is a dream. You know, whatever me and Megan um, create is a dream. Whatever Misty um, uh, you create is a dream, and we all are manifestations. And the beautiful thing about going back is, like, when I, like, read books about, you know, people who survived before this, you learn so much from that, and, and it empowers mm. people. So now the responsibility is on us, and it's not really a responsibility, like, I'm not going to be Captain Save the World, but I am going to be aware and conscious of how I live my life in love and in the interactions that I, um, you know, that I encounter that is of excellence and decency because you always carry who you are and whose you are in everything you do. And that's the best example. When you are investing in your, um, in your kids, however you guys take the time, and even if they don't want to hear it, for the ones that do, mm. we hold that responsibility and it's not and we I don't hold it with a weight I hold it with pride because I represent my village you know even mm-hmm. if I had create my own village I came from that so in everything I yeah. do and that, and that doesn't mean that I have to be perfect but it means that I'm gonna be human and take that love and take those principles and it makes us it makes us it makes us destined to be a messenger for those that don't have it if that, if that makes sense yeah I totally agree um, I, I, you know, for me, grandmothers are vital to every tribe. I, I mean, they Word. just are. Yes, Word. you know, they are and vital auntie. to, and oh, and auntie, exactly. The the wisdom that they acquire along their way is just it's so um, important for them to pass that down. And I can remember when I was a little girl. Um, and my grandmother was such a big part of my life, but she would um, chastise me um, or, you know, tell me when, you know, of course, when I was not doing something right. Or, you know, I remember, for example, you know, liking um, when you first start liking boys or you want to go to this little party that your friends are having. And then, you know, from her standpoint, you never call it. You don't call boys on the phone. You wait for them to call you or you don't go out like that. You wait for them to come pick you up. Or, you know, these are the things that she would, as a woman would teach me as a young girl becoming a woman. And I would say, Oh, grandma, you don't know what you're talking about. That's so old timey. That's so old fashioned. We don't do things like that anymore. And honey, let me tell you, by the time she got finished telling me, how things are supposed to be done, and this is a way, well, you, it may not be the way it's supposed to be done, but this is the way you're going to do it, <laughs> you know, and I can't, you know, those little lessons right there, I never forgot, because she would, she would just, it was the principle of the thing that she held on to, and even though when we're younger, we think we know everything at a certain age, but we really don't, And then when you look back at the little just jewels that they dropped along the way, and it was like, oh, my God, she was so right. You know, we look back and say, oh, my gosh, you know, it was they were right. And it was it was done not out out of maliciousness or anything. It was done out of love. Like Mama said, it was love. You love the hell out of them. 
And eventually that love is going to conquer everything else. And the children that I see today, they, that's what they're missing in their lives. They're missing love. I don't care what technology comes out. I don't care. We start to fly to the moon. You can't live in this world and succeed without love. Period, exclamation point. And speaking systematically about what the government did, oh, yeah, the black community was tight at one point. We were tight. We had that thing going on. We may not have had all the materialistic things, but we had a family unit that was tight. And because of the fact it was tight and they saw these education, education, education was pushed and it was so important back then, that's all our parents taught, education. You've got to get an education. You've got to get an education. And when they saw all these black folk go here getting these degrees and all this education and they were doing things with their lives, what did they do? That's when they started setting rules about not disciplining your child. If you spank your child, you could go to jail, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It backfired on their butt because their yes, kids, their kids, those are the ones that Karen was talking about where you see on TV talking about I hate you and I'm going to do this and, and throwing tantrums and fits like that. You very seldom, I, if ever, saw one of our children out there acting like that. And if you did act like that, what? Do you think we would care if you called 911? Really? Really? You're going to say that out your mouth? Really? So, see, they didn't want us to discipline our children. They They want the children to run rampant and run wild so that they can fill the jail cells with them. Yeah, and and my thing is, and my thing is, when I see these kids out here, I'm a believer in each one, teach one, and each one reach one. If it's just one that we teach, just one, and if everybody puts their hands on one child, that's better than you know not doing anything at all. And I believe that one child that we save will in turn save another and another and another. And I believe that we will get back to that village, that village of that village of love, that village of discipline that we so needed (laughs) in order to be the people that we are today, it was all done in love. So, Mama, you're absolutely right. We have to love the hell out of them, even if they don't want us to. Huh? Yeah. So, Christina and Maggie, thank you so much for your input. Um, it, it it means a lot because we if we don't listen to our young people, you know, we we have to listen to them as well because what they Absolutely. have to say is so important, so Absolutely. important. And in order for us to stay connected, we can't just say, "Oh, you're young." And there were some people yeah. like that back in the day. Just because you were so much younger, like you didn't have a voice, they didn't want to hear what we had to say. So there was that going mm-hmm. on too. You know, mm-hmm. but we have to listen and stay connected with our younger generations because, oh my God, they are our future. They are That's our future. Amazing. And just the fact that they took the time to be on this call with us, you know, oh my God, you guys are amazing. Love you guys. We love, love you too. <laughs> yes. I got a so, for y'all. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, the young people since I we have to listen to them. When is yes, when is the right to time to when is the right time to listen? Because remember those days when the grown ups say, Get out of this, this is grown folks conversation. Mm. Go 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 sit down somewhere. So when is mm. how many time? times did you hear that, Gary? When I was trying to get a beer or something out of the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well, you know, if he was old enough to get a beer, he was old enough to listen to the conversation. Thank no, you. I wasn't but, old enough. No, no, no. I, I just can't even imagine um, a conversation <laughs> like that. But that's that's interesting. Well, yeah, well, you know, when you're old enough not to have a bad time, that's how you knew. Like I know, yep. growing up. I, Wait, and that's why I said, Grant, you went to sleep and then the shenanigans broke out. It happened when you was already <laughs> in bed. So oh, when you didn't have a, when you had, when you don't no longer have a curfew and you kind of don't have to be in bed at a certain time, that's when I think. And it also depends, and that's why each role in the village is so important because you do have the elders 
village, and then you have the aunties, and you have the people closer to age. And we can kind of have Megan and I can kind of have conversations with each other that we probably would never have with y'all. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, I know, right? Some old folks that I wouldn't dare have with you youngsters. <laughs> oh, no. Right. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, this is life. And, and the way we are all talking, and I heard somebody mention about the teenage pregnancy. Mm-hmm. That's certainly nothing new, even though somebody did no. also say that that happened even back in biblical times. But yep. uh, that's always been. Yeah. And it's less now because the teenagers know how to prevent it. Yeah. So that's now it doesn't okay. mean that they're not doing whatever it takes to get pregnant, you know. Yeah. It's less now because conversations about sex are more open. And I think yeah. that when you kind of like grow oh, up in certain that's old, really good. Like, especially yeah. with females, I know that I notice this that like, I don't know if you can attest to this, Megan, but, like, talking about sexuality for me as a female was very different than it was with my brother, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, whoa, it's like as a female, when you become liberated and owning your own self, you become more aware and more safe in, 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 um, in you know, in intimate situations because you have mm-hmm. that knowledge there. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for your mom to go talk to your mom about it because, you know, she had you. And you came out of her uh, her uh, wormhole of miracles, but like <laughs> that's when somebody else comes along, and you know, like you, and you can give me that choice because I didn't mm-hmm. come out of you. I think you was more able to be like, let me give you these scenarios about owning your sexuality versus mm-hmm. with Megan. It might be a little different because she came out of you. You might have a. Do you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, it's about connection. It's about camaraderie. And it's all about individual bases. And I say this is just a beautiful picture of a stroke of, like, beauty and honor and just connection of all different generations. It's love and community. Yes. I love it. I love it all. Yeah. So we have yes. to oh my. to our young people. That's one yeah. tool that I learned. After a while, yep. I used to not listen as well as I should have. But um, we have to really listen. Yeah. And hear what they're saying. Yeah. Because they have something important to say also. And that also makes that village connection much better. Absolutely. uh, As I get older, I know your time's running out. As I get older, I I notice that church, I have more and more children. Lisa didn't know she had all these new sisters. Oh, no. No, I I didn't. I have more people who has adopted me as mama. Oh. And um, I love it, you yeah. know, and it's just because of a smile and a hug. Yeah. And to compliment that person when they do something well. I mean, these are 40-year-old people yes. who are also looking for that motherly love, yes. which again yeah. encompasses in this village that we are talking about. So Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It really does. Men need to listen to women. Women need to listen to men. We need to listen to children. It's all about communication. Gary, don't you do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't you do it. It's all about communication. (laughs) It is. It is. So, guys, oh my God, I could talk and talk and talk about this subject forever because to me it's just important. Family has always been important to me. Um, and Mama, you're right. You know, along the way, we do. I, look, I could say the same thing. You probably didn't know that you had a whole lot of extra grandchildren out here running around either, did you? <laughs> we we just keep attracting. No, I didn't, you know, but I know you're a pod piper, so I should yeah. be surprised <laughs> because that's one thing I can say about you. You love children and I their do. children. Yeah. And, uh, that that's one thing, and I love that about you. I really do. Oh, well, thank you. Well, you know, it's uh, the genes, the grandmothers. Again, you know, they were just such a big part of me, um, and that's why I know how important it is for our young people to have somebody like that in right. their lives. And for my young ladies that are on the phone, my women, 
my young women that are on the phone, please continue to do um, keep doing what you're doing because you are just a bright light in this world, and the world needs all the light that it can get. So when you yeah. see somebody that when the universe brings somebody to you, you know, just embrace them, man. Love them. Like Grandma said, love the hell out of them. Um, you know, and just continue to be loving the light that you are. So thank you, everyone, um, for being on this call. We are down to that part of the show where um, I will leave you with this. So I, I cannot stress enough how important it is to belong to a village and to have a tribe that is loving and supportive. At the end of the day, it matters to know that you have true agape love in your life. It's important to have people who are going to be honest with you and sometimes brutally honest. The love and support you receive from those that truly love you, regardless and in spite of all of our human frailty, is worth more than gold. It keeps us grounded and helps us to be more productive as citizens of the world we live in. I wish both of my grandmothers could have been physically here to be a part of this discussion as they were both an integral part of my growth. One of them I grew up with who taught me so many important life lessons that I still incorporate into my everyday life. The other one I discovered I had much later in life. And although we didn't have the opportunity to know one another in my childhood and most of my adulthood, the time we did share with one another before she was called home was just as impactful and profound as if we were together from the very beginning. The wisdom that these two women sowed into me is priceless. It gets passed down to the next generation and hopefully every generation that comes after. So as I stated earlier, Find your tribe, you know, the ones that make you feel the most you, the ones that lift you up and help you remember who you really are, the ones that remind you that a blip in the road is just that, a blip. They are the ones that when you walk out of a room, they make you feel like a better person than when you first walked in. They are the ones that even if you don't see them face-to-face as often as you like, you see them heart-to-heart. You know that kind of tribe. Who is your tribe? So that concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. A shout-out to my family who are always loving and supporting me, and also to all of my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big, big thank you to my tribe for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for you. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get extra motivation and inspiration, and leave a message to let us know you stopped by. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101, and follow us on Twitter at least 101, that's L-Y-S-E 101. Make sure you come back and tune in next Monday at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. And always remember, folks, that real power comes from knowledge because knowledge is power. And when we know better, we do better. And I want to end the show with a song that sums up the whole um, It Takes a Village concept for me. It's one of my faves, and it happens to be Home by Stephanie Mills. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation Seek God and learn how to love yourself first, because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone. When I think of home, 
I think of a resting place, a place where there's peace, quiet, and serenity. And that's where some of my friends have gone. Friends who have traveled with me through my wonderful experience in art. A journey I'll never forget. When I think of home, I think of a place where there's love alone. I wish I was home, I wish I was back there with the
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.